la 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 shut up welcome everyone to episode 10 the season one finale of the half alive podcast we are the law and law brothers my name is law i'm a former semi-successful hollywood actor and my name is law and i am a former semi-successful new york city writer and now we're in Schenectady. Yay, back to our crumbling family home, the one we inherited because we have outlived our parents and all our siblings. We are 60-year-old twins with more than a few career, financial, and size challenges. I live in the basement apartment, the term apartment being something of a euphemism. And I live in the top floor euphemism. <laughs> our podcast is for people like us who didn't achieve their big career goals, but haven't given up on the still possible dreams. And we share our experiences trying to survive as artists who never hit the big time. Meaning not making a living doing what we love. By the way, please, listeners, as long as my brother brought that up, please subscribe to our podcast. Please share it. And please, please, please leave reviews. And you and can also email. Go ahead. God dang it, Law. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to step on you, La. Take it away. What was I saying? Email us at yes. halfalivepodcast at gmail.com. That's halfalivepodcast at gmail.com. What is it? I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't say it. We won't scare them away when they just started listening. So, La. Yeah. You were going to ask me. How are you me, feeling? Well, I'm feeling okay. So those of you who are just tuning into our podcast for the first time, uh, a few weeks ago I fell down the stairs and it was not a pleasant sight. I thought he was dead. He thought I was dead. And I uh, have all kinds of injuries that I couldn't you know, go to urgent care for because I don't have insurance and just don't. I just didn't want to. So I'm uh, very achy. I'm very purpley in places from the healing wounds or i hope they're healing anyway and um basically not the same that i was not the same picture of health that i was la before i fell downstairs but it was a long time ago now i think that maybe you're are you well enough to maybe get on the internet and kind of maybe do a little research on what are you saying law our future nothing nothing what are you saying law? i just think that things are getting a little more serious now Working on just living with just my paycheck, and I'm just curious to how you're healing. That's oh, all. Okay. No, oh, okay. Oh, I see. So I, that's no, what I, you're curious. It's brotherly love, La. Yeah, sounds like it. So um, I did quit my job uh, a few weeks ago before I fell down the stairs. Maybe <laughs> it was the hand of God <laughs> pushed me down the stairs. And um, do you think God was punishing you for quitting the or quitting the cleaning job? Probably, no. or it could have been the I ghost did. of Grandma or, or our father. I backed my brother leaving that job. It was no terrible. No one should be that miserable. So my injuries have accelerated the rate at which we are approaching the uh, brink of financial disaster. Yeah, well, indeed we are. How's that French horn you bought despite the oh, fact Jesus. that we have no money? Uh, let's see, La. I can play four songs now, all Rihanna. So there. Well, hmm, I know you can play scales. That's what I hear from down here. Yeah, well, speaking of wasting money, La, how's that dog you stole from your employer in order to get its teeth fixed for $1,400? Much improved, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, Law. We can't afford to get our teeth fixed, but you can get a dog's <sighs> teeth fixed. 
I think our listeners are starting to understand that the roots of our money problems are really quite complicated. Mm, indeed, a comp- complex mix of family history, economic injustice, and our own special sauce of idiocy, huh? No, not idiocy per se, just the critical issue of f- fucked up financial priorities. <laughs> Well, uh, before dogs, we... <laughs> not our own dogs, <laughs> a dog that we steal to take to the vet. Notice I said we, and in this, we decided it's time to restart that musical career we had by buying a $500 French horn. It could be our saving grace law. I, <laughs> I could join a band and make but some real can't march. Money. I can't march. That's true. Well, doesn't everything done by Zoom these days? <laughs> I just play my French horn on Zoom. Well, oh my God. Don't we have, um, didn't you say something? We have a letter or something? Yeah, well, let's see. We actually received a letter, um, which we tend to do at the end of our podcast, but I think this one we should get to right away. Yes, because we're just, um, we're we're pretty much on on the edge. Yeah. So this one we actually looked at in advance. We've had time to think about a cogent response. And you want to read it, La, or do you want me to certainly? Talk? You want me to read it? No, no, I'll read it out loud. How's that? Instead of you reading it That's, with your mind, no, why don't you read it to yourself? <laughs> okay. okay, just Listen. give me thirty seconds of dead our air. Our listeners know that we've never we only had one serious fight, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know why I'm a little prickly tonight, La. But right. well, I do know why I'm a little prickly tonight. But let's just put that aside right now and read the damn letter all right here goes dear la and la i have been involved in a long heterosexual marriage despite always knowing i was gay i have been conflicted through my entire marriage about whether i should tell my wife that i was at least bisexual listening to your podcast i understand that you two have always been out despite all the dangers you faced at home and in society I admire and respect that. It's really brave and honest, but I have a real concern that if I do come out, I'll wind up like <clears throat> I'll wind up like you two, alone, lonely, and broke. What advice can you give me from the other side of this signed <laughs> This can't be right. Spanky Feel Oh, it's not my real name. Spanky Feels, not my real name, Minerva, New York. Where the hell is Minerva? Listen, it, uh, Spanky, if you're ever like with a group of your straight friends and your wife and you guys decide to like play party names. You're not allowed to choose your own name because then you'll be coming out in front of everyone immediately and you come up with Spanky <laughs> Fields. Spanky Fields. Hi, I think Spanky Fields. Well, how did you come up with that? I don't know. Just something that's been on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, La, he did come to us for advice, and so he must, despite the fact that he insulted us, um, saying that we're alone, lonely, and broke, which is all true, but he doesn't have to point it out. Uh, well, I guess we should on. give him some cogent advice. Yes, we should. But listen, I, I, we are alone, lonely, and broke. It has nothing to do with being gay. No, that's there true. There are a multitude of reasons why we're alone, lonely, and broke. None of which are are because we're gay. Exactly. I don't think. Maybe no. because maybe partly when we were young and we were bullied and you know right. made fun of by our dad for being two little girls. Maybe right. that had something to do with, um, well, you know what? I don't think it, ha- I, I don't personally believe it's because I'm gay that I'm no, alone, no. lonely, and broke. It's because no. of my brother and his French horn. <laughs> <laughs> we, and uh, the chihuahua that can finally <laughs> smile. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, my, my fiscally solvent brother is just going to keep bringing up that damn French horn, isn't he? Uh, um, so, well, anyway, I, I don't know. When I was young, I and this is 100 years ago, I used to think that I, I was very wrong the way I used to think, but I used to think it was easier for gay people who were afraid to come out to say that they were bisexual than to actually come out as gay. Right. I don't know if that's the case. I don't think I don't I don't think that's the case anymore. But I, I, I feel for people like this now because, you know, I he didn't seem like he didn't love his wife. He, no. you know, and he didn't say anything disparaging about her. Disparaging. 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 No, that's what the, that's I something you come from horses. Disparaging. <laughs> It'll help you through menopause. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think he's got some responsibilities to her that, you know, but I mean, did he say how old? He didn't say how old he was. No. So, I mean, if he, he but I think he's a little older than when you started that sentence last. <laughs> you have any I advice know. for this guy? <laughs> Why are you writing us for advice, Spanky? <laughs> well, you know, I agree with you on two things. One is, uh, absolutely, I, I say do not do the bisexual punt because that was something, you know, back in the day that people would do to kind of ease their way out of the closet. But, and it was also a time when I think maybe we didn't believe in bisexuality. Like you said, we thought it was just a, a device. But nowadays we know that people are truly bisexual and it's a real insult to them to say, you know, I'm bisexual when you really, you're not thinking about anybody it? else. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, he and, actually never in here said that that was his plan. He actually says, always knowing he was gay. Yeah, but he said, I should tell my, whether I should oh, tell my yeah. wife that I was at least bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's called um, a textual clue law. <laughs> it's, it's written there. <laughs> if you pay attention to it, I'm you'll know it's I'm going to climb up those stairs. No, you're not. No, you're not. You don't have that much energy. And within four hours, you'll see me <laughs> top of the <laughs> stairs with a cardiac arrest. So I think that, uh, well, I would also argue, are we alone and lonely? Uh, we're not alone. I like being alone. Uh, my brother-in-law likes being alone. I don't feel particularly lonely. In fact, after I quit my job cleaning in the horrible department store i loved being alone and i loved being lonely but um i broke he's got us there but i would say that you know if he and his wife have a long loving relationship maybe the marriage can survive this maybe it can't but i don't think it's right for him to not tell her what do you think law just keep lying until he dies and then she finds out anyway Well, I mean, he he may have never cheated on her, too. We assume he has, but I, I don't. He probably didn't. He's probably been faithful and just hiding this all these years. I mean, I think if he's in his forties or fifties, he deserves a chance to have a, a shot at at an authentic life, and she deserves a chance to have an authentic relationship with a with a person who can love her passionately as well as emotionally. No, I agree, but so what it's if, worth what if, the risk? But I mean, it's tough if he's got. He didn't say he had kids, did he? No, I don't know why it's right in front of me, and I can't <laughs> make sense out of it. You always did really well on those those standardized reading tests. Remember, law. <laughs> you were in eighth grade. You'd you'd come in at like second grade, third month level. <laughs> well, I was a preemie. You. <laughs> 
he was an actor. He was an artist, you know. Um, um, I agree. But now you said if he's, you know, 40 or 50, what if he's our age? What if he's 60? What if he's 70? You know, what if, I mean, they're, they're like last chapter or whatever, last I If that's age the case, or whatever. No, if, he has, if he has no yearnings to actually, you know, come out and live, you know, look for a relationship, maybe he just kind of lets her die. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's well, the kindest thing he could do? Well, you can't. Well, you're not encouraging him to kill her, are you? No, Jesus no. But just gosh. let her silently pass away, and then he comes out to <laughs> at a funeral <laughs> in the eulogy. <laughs> I require that everyone wears pink to my wife's funeral. I've got something to say. <laughs> it's going to be a reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reveal the gender that I really want to have sex with. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a flamingo out of a cannon and let you all guess what the secret is. <laughs> this funeral is going to be fabulous. Well, okay. Spanky, you trusted us and we, we betrayed your trust with our stupidity. But I would say, am I, I'm just going to disagree with my brother and I'm going to say, tell her deal with the consequences, be honest, you owe it to her, you owe it to yourself. My brother, I think, is saying, depends on how old you are. You know, you might want to well, just... Well, here's my biggest thing I want you to know is do not judge how you might end up based on us. That's true. Because again, That's true. Yeah. we are alone. I don't know if we're lonely, but we're definitely alone and broke. No. But true. it is not because we're gay. There are plenty no. of gay people out there with successful, happy fulfilling lives and we're just not, not we're not two of them <laughs> yes we refuse but we're to working towards that we right? refuse to pathologize yes. homosexuality because we happen to be completely broke losers that's that's not what we're doing we are we have lots of reasons and especially family history um and maybe which we are all overcoming the point of this podcast exactly that podcast is to overcome this stuff Look at all the helpful advice we've given already in the first 10 minutes. Hey, Spanky, we have to move on. I don't want to move on from Spanky. I want to be his first relationship. Spanky. <laughs> I don't even think you could introduce... You know, I don't think you could introduce him to me if his name was really Spanky. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call him Mr. Fields. <laughs> Mr. Fields. So what's your first name? Don't ask. It's S Fields. S Fields. <laughs> oh, does S stand for Spanky? <laughs> yeah. oh, God. oh, move on, La. Move on. So, La, uh, we have to return to these damn survival jobs issue before this episode is over. But yep. since we've taken one detour, how about another? Let's talk about what we love to do. Okay. Now, for mm-hmm. me. It is, was, it's acting for you, it's writing. Yes, and my actor brother found an article on a site called, this is a mouthful, artworkarchive.com, and it's called Nine Things You Should Give Up to Be a Successful Artist. Nine Things You Should Give Up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make it clear. It's not nine things you should do, nine things you should give up. Right, that's what give up means. But we're not going to go through all nine of them, correct? No, that's too many. And again, like my brother says, <laughs> these are things you must give up. 
rather than things you have to do to become a successful artist. What is that again? These are things you must give up. Give up rather than things you have to do. I love my brother, but I hate him so much. I hate him so much. I hate you too, you freeloading. Anyway. Okay, so the first one is give up on the not enough mind frame. Not enough time, not enough money, not enough confidence. Well, we certainly can identify with that, right? Well, I think that stopped me the past 10 years when I actually gave up. Yeah. But when I was actually out there doing it, I, I, I didn't matter if I didn't have enough time and didn't have enough money. Um, I did have a certain amount of confidence, but... Um, I just did it anyway. I found the time to do it. I found the time to go to auditions. I took night right. jobs so I'd be free during the day. I mean, right. I just found, yeah, so. <laughs> my that. brother, I remember my brother used to work at Ralph's in Los Angeles, the Ralph's grocery store during the day, didn't you? Or you work at night or something? At night. I worked at night. At night. I was a um, <clears throat> stalker. Stalker. He used to stalk the bakery aisle. <laughs> Are you throwing that away yet? I don't know what it is. We were always light on bakeries. <laughs> the, the law worked. But anyway, um, my, my brother makes a good point. Uh, when we were young, th- these things did not matter to us. And I think we got older, more cautious, more self-conscious. But we never had time. We never had money. Uh, you know, We didn't even think about confidence. We just went out and did it. And but we are I, talking about now. And we have to do it now. We have to just get yeah. back to that mindset and you know, sort of push the doubts away because it's not going to happen if you wait for that. Second one is give up comparisons, comparisons to others and comparisons even to your previous work or your previous successes. That's a nice thing about being an artist, though, I think, because like it or not, you're unique. Yeah. There's nobody like you as an actor. There's nobody like you as a writer. Right. And it doesn't do any good for you to try to, you can try to be like somebody else, but all you will be is inauthentic. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I constantly, I have to give this up, you know, compare. I don't have an agent now, I don't have a publisher now, and I used to. And I guess I have much less skin now after that. (laughs) I do have much less skin after you push me down the stair. I did not push you. But um, I just, I have now. to give that up because I, there's no point in comparing then and uh, comparing then and now because there there's just different eras of my life. Yep, it does not help. Nay. Give up on making excuses. Yep. Show up, do the work. That's right. I need to kick my own ass on this one because I've had let's face it some time off since I <clears throat> left my place of employment and I need to do the work. And well, I have done a little bit. I need to do a lot more work. I need to be much more disciplined instead of saying, Oh, I'm tired or I fell down the stairs or you know, how many money or, blah, blah, blah. you know, I just need Let to do it. Let me say those things to you. Okay. All right. No, he's, he's, I'm not going to be funny. That's, that's true. So stop it. We all need to stop it. Yes. Give up taking uninformed advice to heart. When are you going to get a job? When are you going to grow up? At what point does an artist realize they're not talented enough to make it? Huh? <laughs> Must be nice not to have to work. Must be nice to only work when you feel like it. Did all our father like write that. the? Did our father write those questions? Well, we heard all these things, right? Yeah. When we were growing up, and certainly it didn't did stop us. Um, I assume it would stop a lot of people. Yeah, remember I, t- I was going to go to, you're going to go to LA, I was going to go to New York to be a writer, and oh. and, and Dad said, so <laughs> you think you're talented enough to make it? 
<laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I, I don't think he said you think. <laughs> he said you're not talented enough to make it. But I mean, it's even after I got out there, even if years after I got out there, I think there were three times in my life when I walked into a casting office and they said, you don't look like an actor. <gasps> really? Well, what does that mean? I'm here. I'm an actor. <laughs> and I get, and, and I, how do you, you can't take those things to heart. No. I mean, some of the most unlikeliest of people have become successful. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard because some of this, you know, once somebody says something like that, it is hardwired in your brain, right? <clears throat> you just hear it all the time. You're not talented yeah. enough to make it law, you fat thing. And, uh, yeah. Gotta push and it you're away. a very homely woman. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, you know, why didn't we ever turn it on him? Dad, do you think you're you think you're drunk <laughs> enough to drive yet? Because dad is ugly and is oh greasy and is yep. mean and as uncouth as he was, always had a woman at his side. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't ever our our mother, but he no, always no, no, had a definitely woman not. at his side. So you know, yeah. what are you going to give up on perfectionism? Hmm. Well, you know, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about making a joke because, you know, you and I are <clears throat> having some trouble with being perfect. But what I think it means for a writer is you need to let a sentence go eventually, right? You can't just work it and work it and work. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. This is, oh, they're not going to understand what I mean. I've got to keep going. You really got to, at some point, finish the draft. I think sometimes perfectionism stops you from doing anything because if it's not perfect, you don't want to do it. Yeah. If you can't, if it's not perfect in your first try, you you get discouraged and you go like this little thing I've been working on, which I'll talk about later. I understand it. It's rough right now, so uh, it, it'll gradually get better as I practice. And you said a few episodes ago, Law, that. Uh, sometimes an actor's on stage and, and you do forget your exact lines, but you sort of have to know that, what was intent. it, the essence? The intent behind the lines. The intent behind the lines, and then you, you know, you, it comes back to you. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, I screwed up my line, I've flubbed a line, right? You're going to screw you up the rest of your just performance. just go home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Give up on your need for praise. Everyone liking your work is not going to happen. In fact, it's better that not everyone likes your work. Well, I don't know that. It would be great if everybody likes your work. Yeah, it would be. But but not everyone. Just don't do it for the praise. I actually never really did it for the praise. No. I mean, it's hard because, you know, I was was book writing. And when you read some of those reviews, it's like, you know, it's like a drive-by shooting every single time, some of the mean ones. And uh, there's just... It's very hard to feel like oh, it's very hard to read that kind of stuff. Disconnectedy Gazette loved your your Gloversville murder book. That's true, they did. And you gotta you gotta pay attention to the praise to the Schenectady Gazette. Schenectady <laughs> Gazette, <laughs> because our father was written up in it so many times for his DUIs. <laughs> um, but I think that you know, you, so pay a little attention to the good reviews and know that they're going to be bad ones. But just think about you know, doing the best art that you can instead of um, what are people going to think of it? Because I don't think it's predictable. I don't quite understand this one. Give up on the myth of the scattered genius artist. Well, I think that's What does like, that mean? Well, I think it's like Leonard Bernstein, you know, 
didn't he have white hair and he was crazy oh, and a bit of a perv and but he was what? a genius when he sat down to compose something he was or, or i don't know whatever he did <laughs> was he a ballet dancer <laughs> you know that they that they're totally insane they're totally undisciplined but when they sit down to do something then they're then they're brilliant and this is saying uh, there's no such thing an artist just has to work hard period People I met out in Hollywood that were successful may have appeared scattered, but they had enough focus on right. the professional side of it to right. do their work. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, you know, you can be a genius, but you still have to. Yeah. You have to spend, you know, you could be, you, you could be practice. insane, but you still have to spend, you know, 14 hours yeah. in the studio. You have to get an agent. You have to do, you have to do the, the administrative work behind the genius. Exactly. So, La, since we've gone through that um, list of things that we must give up rather than have to do, um, how is the audition issue for um, the Christmas Carol at the Egg? The Egg is a theater in I Albany. I have an appointment. Do you? Tell, tell, tell. Yes, I do. Um, and uh, I am. I don't know what part they're going to have me do. They want me to prepare. Something from Dickens. Yay, La. And another monologue, which I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, 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 I hope that I can be the ghost of Christmas present, the big jolly one, or the guy with the chains that comes in and says, use all the chains that you've worn in life, or Fezziwig. I don't know. I don't care what they cast me. I want to know if they're going to get me an Uber. To get back and put the rehearsals <laughs> I think maybe you shouldn't ask that during the audition. Line. I don't even know. I'm going to get to the audition, but I got an appointment. Good boy, La. Good boy. That makes me I, very happy. Makes I think you should too. play Tiny Tim. I think so too. <laughs> Listen, open your minds. It's, it's all, alternative casting. It's all about illusion. The stage is about, it's not really happening. So I'm not really an 18 pound boy with a. <laughs> I was on Golden Girls. I met B. You Arthur. You think I can't play Tiny Tim? <laughs> oh, La. Well, I've got a wee bit of um, good news myself, La. I got a, a microfiction piece published, 100 words or less. What? How much did they to, pay you? They paid me $15. What? Yes. How do you like that? I mean, it hasn't That's... come out yet, but they're going to pay me $15. And, you know, it's an online thing, but it's, you know... Getting that piece down to 100 words was, you would not believe how much work that was, how much time, but I was thrilled. And then I got, I was thrilled that I got it done, you know, just accomplishing it. And then I sent it in, I don't know, a month or so ago, and uh, they're going to publish it and pay me $15. Well, that's wonderful. Yes. Well, then you, I don't, I'm, I, that's, $15 is a start. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we can't keep putting off the inevitable. Inevitable. Uh, inevitable. We need to talk about jobs, and we need to talk about jobs that earn us more money. I don't want to lie. I don't want to. You have to lie. But lie, since this is the last episode of season one, can't we pivot just one more time and talk about what we're going to do for season two? Our fans want to know. Okay, well, <laughs> if we're still here... <laughs> We haven't lost if we're not this in Hollywood. Lovely, lovely home of ours. 
um, we thought that maybe we would interview people in the arts who have had long careers but are basically unknown. Yeah, and there must be people in the area, for instance. I mean, they don't have to be in the area, but um, there must be people around who have in Albany that have acted in all kinds of things, been at the egg a thousand times. They're not famous. They probably don't make a living um, acting, but uh, but they're doing what they want to do. They're doing what they love. Still doing it? Yeah, I mean, you know, look at the, look at the Christmas Carol. They need old people. They need young people. They need an entire chorus, right? Don't they sing? Well, why doesn't everybody email us at halfalivepodcast at gmail.com if you know of anybody that you think would be a good interview for us? To That's a good idea. Of, yeah. Yeah, but we so anyway guests. We think we'll have guests. Yeah, that sounds. I think is you know Big probably probably you've heard enough from the two of us. No, we'll get people like um, Ellie Pankin. <laughs> Ellie Pankin, she's still alive. What about Betty George and Moo? Oh, I loved Betty George and Moo when I was a kid. Yes, well, I Moo, loved her so much. I think Betty George has passed on, and Moo probably passed on about fifty years ago, but. How about um, local newscasters? What do we, well, oh, no, wait, they have to be people that you know aren't even locally famous because they've you know. Maybe oh, we want people who are not famous, not famous, and haven't necessarily made. It. I mean, if you're a local newscaster, you probably make lots well, of we'll money. We'll just interview ourselves. <laughs> well, we never hey. get tired of our own voices, do we, Law? <laughs> <clears throat> um, how about people from Saratoga? Yeah, I'm Is sure. Whitney Houston, what's her name? Whitney the <laughs> Whitney the race t- track woman? What's her name? She's also dead as <laughs> is Whitney Houston. <laughs> we could do we a seance, like- I suppose. Mary Lou Whitney, yeah. Oh, she was but she was there famous. Whitney Houston was famous. What are you not you're not found the thread here? Well, how will I think of anybody if they're not famous? Well, I don't know who they are. I think what we have to do is just look online to see who's been in what plays locally and like voiceover artists, voiceover you hear their voice artists, all the time, yeah. but you don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or people who write like technical journals. They're not bestsellers, but you know yeah. they're writing. You know how to use that chainsaw. Or someone is who does ghost writing or does you know uh, contract ghost writing. Writers. Like if you write get... uh, like those um, children's books where they're you know it's a series and they farm them out to different writers. I mean, they probably make a you know a living, but they're not. They don't even get their name on the book, right? Well, but they don't have. But we're so we're going to have a little challenge finding people who don't have their names on the books. Yeah, but we're going <laughs> to put some effort. We are going to do our homework, lot. And the problem I think is going to be how we're going to explain the concept of our show without insulting them. You're not famous. You haven't made any. <laughs> well, it would be no. It would be um, you're working in at your craft anonymously. Right, right, exactly. And you have a long career, but no recognition. Right. There well, you go. They don't have Exciting. to be quite as people unsuccessful be, as we are, dear. People will be scrambling to listen to our show. I think a they will. A bunch of unknowns. <laughs> la, la. How resentful they are. La, underselling, wrote. underselling. Remember, we talked about this before you I pushed will. me down the stairs. I've written auto ads for 19 years in the auto trader, and I never, ever get the recognition I deserve. La. What? Move on from it. So, All right. Well, what, why don't we get famous people that kind of retired, like like Linda Ronstadt and Liza Minnelli. We can put them together in a ring. 
<laughs> you, yeah, but they were famous once, so it's not like they were unsuccessful. They just can't perform anymore. <clears throat> well, I would be interested to hear how they deal with that. Well, that's true, actually. It's kind of because if you were a singer and, you know, Liza, I don't know what's wrong with her, but she can't sing anymore, right? <clears throat> she tries. <laughs> Linda has Parkinson's, so she can't sing. And uh, so that must be, you know, quite a kick in the rubber parts, well, right? Well, listen, uh, why don't I get my people to work on <laughs> contacting them? And Listen, we'll get them on the call show. up Linda Ronstadt's agent and said that you say that you worked with B. Arthur <laughs> back in the day on the Golden Girls in the eighties, and I am sure the door will fly wide open. Here's what she the last thing, the last time I was in the show, she's looking right at me, but talking to the director, and she said, He's staring at my feet. <laughs> And you said, boat people. She only, she only rehearsed, she always rehearsed barefoot. He's staring at my feet. Next thing you know, oh, I'm not no. there the next day. <laughs> anyway. That's for another time, my brother Law. Law, the time Not has listening, come. Not, not reading the room. So Time has come. Oh, come on, Law. I don't want to do it. Seriously. Nah. Okay. We need to discuss the job situation. Now, last episode, you researched jobs requiring no qualifications. <laughs> so how's that going? Oh, like everything because in my life, feel- Law, it's going wonderfully. You mean pharmacy technician, web developer, real estate agent, firefighter? Yes, firefighter. How's <laughs> that going? You well, got any interviews lined up to be a firefighter? You've got to find something, Law. <laughs> they couldn't find a helmet that was big enough for my head, Law. I, um, well, I sent you a bunch of remote work emails i know i know well it turns out that yes and when i cold googled it there you don't need a degree for those jobs technically you don't need any um qualifications but you can't just go in blind so for instance with a real estate for a real estate agent you just show up and say hi (laughs) i'd like to sell some house you have to get a a license you have to take the course it costs money and it's you know a dog-eat-dog kind of world uh even in schenectady i bet Everybody wants the listings. And the pharmacy tech people, would, you know, I just figured I'd you know, hand out drugs to people. <laughs> What's the big deal? How hard could it be? They were extraordinarily harsh. Count. What's that? You have to be able to count. I, you do have to know, and you have to know how to use technology and cross-reference thing. Anyway, they were particularly hostile to my application. I have no idea what a web developer does. I don't even know what that means. And however, now, I know we joked last time about me being <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> and sitting on the top of the train <laughs> and the only thing I was qualified to do was make the sound <laughs> but as it turned out um, the city of Schenectady I found a, an old Facebook post that said the city of Schenectady Fire Department is hiring exclamation points no testing fees all caps but it requires at least a GED and I was going to go just for the for the clerical jobs, like dispatch. Of course, I wasn't going to be a firefighter. Um, so I don't have a GED law, as you know. We did not. Um, <coughs> I know, but high no one has ever asked me for it. No, I know. Can we make one up? I mean, who's going to know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you should try. I think. We, all right, I have. It. All right, part of the reason I'm pushing you. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at me. Tell, please, don't get mad at me. Lot. Part of the reason I'm so desperate. And I'm pushing to see what you came up with hmm. is because perhaps there may be something there that I could do. La. So I'm at Kanzanati's the other night. Yeah. I show up for my job and 
the Mr. Canzanati's there. You know he never comes in. He said, La, you're fired. Jesus Christ, La. Do you know why? Oh, because you stole his fu- freaking dog? You know how he found out? They scanned that little dog when he was there, and it came up to his name. And when they, when, when, when they couldn't reach me to pay the bill, they contacted him. And they gave him a description of me, and he knew immediately it was me. He didn't even thank me for taking his dog in for him. Dog's Ta- fine. And, taking his dog in and, and, worst and kidnapping. Of all, he said he Synonyms. will never help the two of us out again. Oh, so Jesus. Kanzanati's is closed for business for both of us. Good. So we're both unemployed is what you're saying. Yes, I am saying that. Huh. So so keep playing that bugle down there. That That bugle. The French horn. The bugle. La, you have given me so much shit about buying that French horn. Then you stole a dog and you got its teeth fixed. And then you got fired anyway. But I gave it back. That's the thing. I got his dog's teeth fixed and I gave it back to him. You know, that. But I, I quit because I had a disgusting, vile job. I had to clean public bathrooms. It, it wasn't. Well, I wasn't. Then I saw a dog with bad teeth and. and Well, we're in now. So this is so. Let's let's talk about the next season. <laughs> the next season will be called "Putting Together the Pieces." Putting We've together been in the... worse shape before, La. Uh, have we seriously? Um. Well, have you, you counted the leaks, La? Counted the leaks, <laughs> and that's just in our underwear. Didn't didn't. Oh, well, what do you? Why are you getting so mad at me? You were unemployed longer than me. This is nothing I had any control over. I just over. explained it. Oh, I had no it, control over it. It was nothing you had control over. La. All right, I'm not going to repeat it because it's just, You're, it gets, it gets into stupider a wife, in the retelling. Wife, not a brother. I try to build you up all the time. And look at you attacking me. We have another letter which just came in. I'm not done. Oh. I'm going to cry now. Well. Could you cry and move on? We so have anyway, another letter. Did we read which this just one beforehand? If we didn't read it, it's a mistake to read it online. Well, we should read them beforehand, but it just came in because I was trying to distract myself from your idiocy. So do you have any other suggestions for the ending of our season finale episode? La? This, this is the finale right here. <laughs> read it. Just might keep us from getting a sibling divorce. All right, it's from Todd Von Gool. Jesus. My My real name. Ooh. Huh? From Lansingburg, New York. All right, so it's what, Troy, kind of? Lansingburg? Lansingburg? I think so. Todd Von Gool, what a horrible name, because Von Gool in... Never mind. Anyway, it reads as follows. Dear La and La, my mother was a nun at St. John the Evangelist Elementary School in Schenectady in the 1960s. My mother. Was a nun? All right, go ahead. Oh, dear. She left the order under mysterious circumstances and would never speak of it. I am the oldest of six children, but I look nothing like my siblings or my father. In past episodes, you've talked about your father's scandalous behavior without Jesus Christ Almighty, behavior with nuns. Also, I have a terrible problem with my feet smelling of blue cheese when I take my shoes off. Stop it, Law. Stop it right there. This guy's got to be kidding. Is he serious? The blue cheese, is he? 
Are you Could kidding me? Get any worse today, Law? Law. What are we gonna do? Um, he's gonna well, want. He's gonna want he's everything got, that we have. Maybe he's got money. <laughs> I think it's a joke because of the the blue cheese. No, we've talked so much about our fathers having father having blue cheese smelling feet. Maybe that's a joke, but maybe that's and he. We did talk about our you know father's predilection for. Uh, predilection for nuns and we know that we had he had a nun who had to leave the order from an affair that they had i didn't know that she had a child well that's in- there's our first guest oh my <laughs> god oh hey, let's just do you smell Ma. cheese <laughs> do you smell <laughs> cheese law oh my god la i just looked up uh todd von Gool on facebook and you are not gonna like it okay then until next season we're the law and law brothers Break a leg at your audition. And congratulations on the microfiction law. Loves you, brother. Whole brother. I loved you too, whole brother.